Welcome back to Our Street, Lynn Fisher and my buddy Kurt Elder. Today, we have uh, Tom Duden. Is it Duden? Is that right, Tom? Yes, yep, Duden. And Tom, you're running for district is the seat that there's going to uh, not run again for. So uh, welcome to the show. And uh, and so what we'd like to start off with, Tom, just give us give us your uh, your history. Tell us your story. Let all our listeners know who you are and where you come from and uh, take your time and, and give all the details. Okay. Well, uh, I've lived in Lincoln all my life. And uh, uh, I'm the oldest of five children that were raised here in Lincoln. Uh, I wasn't born here. I was actually born at Langley Air Force Base, Virginia, when my dad was in the Air Force. But my parents were from uh, Hastings, Nebraska, and settled uh, in Lincoln. Um, and then I had the opportunity to uh, uh, go to school in Norfolk. I paid my uh, uh, assistant, my associate's degree in criminal justice uh, from there. And then I uh, joined the Lincoln Police Department where I had a, uh, a great 26-year career. Best job I ever had, and uh, I learned an awful lot. Um, I gave 125% to the Lincoln Police Department to the city of Lincoln. Uh, and I have a passion for law enforcement. Uh, I have a passion for helping people and, and sometimes de desperate uh, circumstances. And I believe in fair and equal justice uh, according to the law. Um, it was a great job. I had a great time with the uh, citizens of Lincoln. I uh, was union president for seven years and uh, or vice president for seven years and president of Lincoln Police Union Charities where I got to really work with a lot of community groups uh, and organizations in support of the Santa Cop program and in charge of uh, helping underprivileged children uh, in the city of Lincoln. Uh, we helped uh, co-sponsor uh, the Lincoln Police uh, Summer Camp Program where we took kids up to Platte River State Park for a vacation. And we got to meet a lot of kids uh, that uh, didn't know what the word vacation even meant. And, uh, and took them up there. Um, and, uh, uh, but uh, there, I ended my law enforcement career um, after 26 years in part because I um, uh, had a small injury, but at the same time, I kind of wanted to switch over to the private sector. And I kind of figured out that, you know what? You can't chase bad guys jumping over the fence and through neighborhoods uh, forever. And, uh, uh, I think I was reaching a point where uh, I wasn't going to be able to do that as good as I used to, although I, I, I enjoyed uh, the work and I enjoyed helping people and, and working with uh, different individuals. Um, so I went to work for a Design Data Corporation as their uh, human resources and facilities director. And uh, I did that for 18 years working for Jim Dagger. It's a software development company. Their products focused towards the structural steel industry. And I got the opportunity to uh, recruit uh, computer programmers and structural engineers from all over the country. Uh, we did career fairs in Arizona, uh, Virginia, uh, Illinois, uh, Iowa, um, South Dakota. And uh, I, I learned to go after individuals that were in college programs that kind of mimic the work that we did uh, at Design Data Corporation. And I was pretty successful in finding some quality candidates uh, for the company. Um, and uh, 
So that was a, a, a part of my life, but also got to do the software piracy investigations for the company uh, for several years. And uh, I learned a lot about that uh, as it pertains to some of the cyber crimes uh, that uh, uh, take place. Um, I think my human resources and my business management experience kind of supports my understanding of doing more with less and performance management is a good big part of that. And I think those are some things that I can apply uh, as city councilman as well with how uh, the city governs uh, the different areas uh, of the city. Um, but uh, I left design data in, in 2018. I, I formulated my own uh, private uh, investigation uh, firm and uh, uh, I started doing that type of work. But at the same time, I also um, uh, teach uh, for Doan University. And I also had the opportunity to teach at uh, the Career Academy, which is uh, part of LPS, and uh, but is through Southeast Community College. So I have high school students taking college level courses uh, through their program out there. And uh, I really enjoy uh, doing that, working with juniors in high school, uh, taking criminal justice courses because uh, they have uh, an interest in going into that career field. I'm also kind of a non-traditional student. Uh, I was, uh, I like to say I was on the 40-year program for my education and I did it in 30 years, so I graduated early. But uh, I went back to school in uh, 2002 because I felt like I didn't have the credentials for the occupation that I was in with the Design Data Corporation. So. I finished my bachelor's degree in public administration and then continued on and received a master's degree in management, uh, uh, both from Doan uh, University, uh, which is uh, a, a school that I owe a lot to. I learned an awful lot from the instructors that I had because they had real world experience. And I think that's a valuable feature when you uh, get uh, an education um, at a higher learning institution. Um, and because of that, that's uh, kind of why I became a teacher. Um, I uh, enjoyed my law enforcement career so much that I felt that by teaching, uh, I could give back to that profession and I could also give back to the city of Lincoln because Lincoln helped uh, me obtain um, credentials to teach in the Recruit Academy uh, because I taught um, DWI enforcement, uh, interviewing and interrogation. I became the department's verbal judo instructor. And I also became a pressure point control tactics instructor, self-defense instructor, um, teaching uh, recruits and helping out with uh, in-service training to, to veteran officers. Um, so when this opportunity came up to run for city council, I kind of feel the same thing. I, I feel like it's an opportunity to give back to the city uh, I liked serving the city. I enjoyed uh, working as a public servant. And uh, sometimes I think government uh, forgets some of those things as it pertains to uh, what their role is and who they're working for. Because, uh, when I was a police officer, I worked for the citizens of Lincoln. And uh, sometimes I think government uh, reverses that and has a feeling that uh, they're no longer working for the people and are actually telling people what to do. And I tell you, I've never forgot that role. And uh, it's something that I would apply now if I uh, get elected as uh, a Lincoln City Councilman. 
Sure. So, Thomas, I know that uh, many of our listeners uh, would know their district boundaries, but just briefly, can you just describe District 2? Well, it looks like a big J on the map if I had to uh, physically describe it. But it's everything south and east of 56th and O Street. And then it, at, uh, uh, the western uh, borderline uh, runs south on 56th to Old Cheney. And then it goes west to 27th and again south to uh, Pine Lake Road and over to 14th Street. And then it ex extends, of course, uh, to the city limits, uh, both south and, and southeast of uh, that uh, that area. Have you been out knock, walking, talking, getting some tire and wear on those shoes? Or Oh, yes. And then yep. you have, uh, what, are, what are people telling you? What are the issues that are coming up to them, which might have surprised you? Well, uh, no, I, that's, a, that's a part that I enjoyed. I had to run out and get 150 signatures to be placed on the ballot, and uh, I secured 190. Uh, and a lot of that was just going door to door. So I got to meet an awful lot of people just in doing that. And uh, a lot of people that I talked with uh, felt uh, uh, that I would be a good candidate, strong candidate, because uh, I look like them and I work like them. Um, and I think that's a, a strong characteristic of mine that I think uh, uh, applies to the job and uh, applies to what people want me to do. I think people want me to represent them. and They have some concerns about uh, taxes uh, and they have uh, concerns about, uh, you know, being a senior citizen and working at, and living in a city where it seems like the property taxes uh, continue to keep going up while they have fixed incomes. So I heard both concerns from uh, some individuals. And then I heard other concerns from other constituents uh, concerning, you know, wanting to be a first home buyer in Lincoln. And uh, right now they have some concerns about uh, uh, the lot prices and the uh, inability uh, to find uh, an affordable home uh, or an area where they can, you know, build uh, and have their, their first home. So. Uh, I think we have uh, those kinds of uh, challenges in Lincoln right now as well. When when you have first-time homebuyers and, and they're concerned about lot prices, are they building brand new? And if so, they're, you know, a first-time homebuyer that, that can afford a three to $400,000 house is very different than other traditional first-time homebuyer. What kind of advice do you give to that person? Well, uh, I, I don't I haven't given any advice to anybody specifically about you know what they need to do. Uh, I think uh, uh, Lincoln needs to uh, create a, a wider market for individuals because right now it, uh, lot prices are between uh, 150 to 200 thousand, and uh, for for many of those people that's just way out of their their price range. Uh, what I think the city needs to do is uh, generate more uh, public-private partnerships with land developers and contractors and real estate companies and banks so that uh, uh, the city can concentrate on uh, growing in the directions there where they want to grow uh, and that they put the streets into those locations uh, to fulfill that and I think uh, if they extend uh, those street areas uh, into those uh, uh, property areas, uh, you'll have uh, developers and contractors follow. And uh, I think it would be a win-win for uh, 
the contractors. It'll be a win-win for the city of Lincoln at the same time by extending that tax base. And uh, I think that's important. Tom, talk about, if you could, tying into that subject, let's talk about impact fees. What uh, What's your opinion about Lincoln's impact fees? Well, uh, impact fees and even um, building codes, I think, have added to the prices of uh, uh, new construction uh, to the point where it's, it's making it uh, uh, even more difficult uh, for people to get into uh, uh, affordable housing. Um, I know I've talked to some individuals that say there's quite a difference between um, uh, working with the, the city of Omaha and working with the city of Lincoln. And uh, uh, so I think uh, we need to loosen some things up and maybe uh, uh, get rid of some of the regulations uh, that are being imposed right now so that uh, we can create uh, more uh, affordable housing and make it a better Tom, it sounds like you have a very specific thing in mind. What codes would you get rid of? Well, that, I can't really address that um, specifically what codes. All, all I'm, I'm, getting told by, I'm getting told by both builders and um, uh, developers that there's just quite a bit of a difference. And uh, it seems like the city of Omaha likes to work with contractors to make it uh, uh, a, a better relationship with them uh, to extend uh, housing in various areas. And it seems like in Lincoln, uh, we're more restricted uh, with uh, in attempting to do that. And uh, what I want to find out is, yeah, specifically what codes are the ones that are hampering uh, this, uh, this growth. We're going to take a short break. We're talking with Tom Duden, who's running for city council seat in District 2. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Welcome back. Lynn Fisher and Kurt Elder talking with Tom Duden, who's running for District 2 city council seat. And in the first half of the show, if you listen, Tom uh, has a 26-year career with LPD and teaches uh, criminal justice at, um, at the Career Academy and at Doan College. So... Tom, that seems to be a natural area for you to be an expert in. What do you see as uh, the challenges that we face for, with public safety in Lincoln? If you were elected to city council, what changes would you want to make? Well, uh, right now, Lincoln needs more police officers, and it's uh, grossly understaffed right now. Uh, just to give you an example, um, uh, Lincoln has 1.1 officers per thousand. The city of Omaha has 1.9. Grand Island is 1.6. So that gives you some idea of how short they really are. When an officer right now wants any extra time off, they have to post his hours and another officer will put in for that, uh, that slot and they will pay that officer overtime in order, order to cover that officer's uh, time off, that extra time off that he wants. And uh, I tell you, that's gonna lead to burnout it's going to lead to officers working way too many hours. And uh, I think that's a big safety hazard at the same time, especially if the department is uh, running uh, that short. But I'm afraid that we're going to have either a citizen hurt or an officer hurt eventually just because uh, of the uh, growth in the area that they have and the limited uh, personnel that they have right now. Tom, within your HR experience, um, I'm sure you still read articles that come across your way, and but I've been reading all of this myself, but only 3% of Gen Zs want to be involved in government of any kind. And I'm sure that 
percentage of that that wants to be a commissioned officer is much lower than that. If you were elected, how would you support HR policy changes that would better entice officers to want to to want to apply in Lincoln, or two, that you would get some that younger workforce so we could have that you know you know long term uh, employee like you were. Well, uh, that's a good question, and uh, right now with the news media and some of the things that have been happening uh, in the world, uh, law enforcement has definitely suffered from that to a certain certain extent. But I think there are still people out there that are interested in law enforcement, and I think the department needs to do a better job of uh, recruiting. And by that, they're going to have to attend career fairs uh, at various uh, colleges. And uh, and usually, if you tap on the area of the Midwest for personnel, uh, you're going to hire people that want to stay in the Midwest and don't want to move to California or the East Coast, uh, that sort of thing. And I kind of did the same thing myself uh, when I was working for Design Data Corporation. We tried to hire uh, people that uh, uh, wanted to stay in the Midwest so they could stay within, you know, two, three, four, or 500 miles of, of home uh, instead of being on one coast or the other. And uh, I think the police department could do uh, something to that effect. At the same time, you know, uh, LPD's uh, salary is uh, number one in the state right now, but uh, they also need to enhance that re- those retirement benefits so that they have maybe a 25 year and out. Uh, type of uh, uh, opportunity there. Um, 25 years is a, is a pretty good span for a street officer to work on the street. And uh, uh, I think if they had something like that, you would entice uh, more officers as well and might even get some lateral transfers from different departments uh, to come to Lincoln. I think that when, from what, from my experience of talking with candidates and as they talk with other people, a lot of, a lot of their growth and part of their processes is also about being informed about how the city works and and then where it works. Earlier you had talked about, you know, your conversations with the home builders and others and and will agree that they have a very unique uh, standpoint. Um, But in learning more about the whole holistic plan, have you uh, read or reviewed the 2050 comprehensive plan? Have you read our coordinated action plan uh, that deals with affordable housing? that has a lot of policy ideas and pieces there. Have you reviewed those pieces yet? No, I've not, not extensively, no. I have read some of it and uh, some of it I agree with and, and uh, some of it uh, uh, I do not. Um, you know, it, it's it's what's actually the action that's taken place uh, currently, I think is, uh, is what we need to look at. And uh, because economic changes, uh, I mean, we're kind of coming out of that pandemic. I mean, that held uh, everything back, I think, for quite a while. And I think we're definitely out of it uh, right now. And uh, we should take advantage of it. But uh, some of the things that are effect- affecting uh, movement, I think, in Lincoln from uh, people growing from maybe their house that they're in to another house is uh, – is the kind of the unstable uh, economy that we have with uh, fuel prices being so high, um, uh, being able to uh, heat your home, uh, those prices have all uh, jumped up as well. And so that's why we need to, you know, improve, I think, on the economic conditions so that uh, we can return to that robust uh, society that uh, we've been in the past and uh, uh, and hopefully uh, <clears throat> engage and growth at a greater greater rate 
Another big important topic of what city council members do is that they deal with the budget and knowing how different, knowing how one, how that budget's formed and communicating that budget with the lay citizen of that nature. Many of those budget discussions and presentations are recorded on Link TV that's on YouTube. Have you viewing those budget discussions or have you gone back and reviewed those presentations just to get a good charge on where the budget process is within the city? Well, that's that's a that's a hard thing to get your uh, mind around with the, the city having over ninety some accounts uh, uh, and evaluating, you know, how they that have money. One YouTube channel. What's that? They have one YouTube channel. Yeah. So transparency is not really that apparent right now as far as uh, what they do with the money, where it comes from, and those are some things that I want to track down, and I can use my investigating skills. Uh, to do that because I want to know where impact fees go. I want to know where wheel tax fees go. Um, I know uh, the mayor has talked about uh, uh, the money that she has spent on road repairs here in Lincoln, uh, but I kind of wonder about the priorities on how they choose what roads they're repairing. Uh, right now, I'm telling you, you can go over to 58th Street between A and South Street. They got brand new curbs, a nice smooth roadway. And that's a 25 mile an hour street. But yet you can go over to 56 and Van Dorn and you've got potholes that have been there for five or six years. Uh, so I kind of wonder so, the priorities so of things. I'm sorry, go ahead. So the answer would be no, but to, to follow up on your question about where's the quarter cent wheels, wheel sales tax going, it sounds like you haven't looked at the website, learned about that process. Did you contact the department director to ask these questions so you could better inform those people you're talking to? Well, that's something I'll do. Uh, I have not done that yet. I've just kind of uh, personally done that was just by talking with all the people. I spent so much time going door to door and listening right now that I haven't had a lot of time to do some of the investigation that I need to do. That, that's exactly what I promised to do uh, as an elected official. So, um, but you're, you're, there's a lot of areas to look into uh, at the same time to find out where all those dollars are going to and uh, how it's being used. and and uh, who's managing what. what uh, Tom, what's your thoughts about the recent um, floodplain changes that were passed by the city council? Well, I, I find that a little bit disturbing, to be honest, because it seems like when any other contractor wants to request something like that, it gets denied. But when the city wants to do it, uh, it gets approved. So I am concerned about that, why we were building in places where uh, the flood, floodplain uh, tells you not to, and uh, yet uh, uh, we think we can go in there and, and uh, uh, add, a, add four feet of dirt and make it a little bit higher and, and be able to build something. So um, I don't agree with, with doing that that way. I think that that floodplain um, plan uh, was, was done uh, and it's important, and I think we need to follow it instead of uh, looking at ways to go around it. Tom, a question that I ask most candidates, um, my computer's being weird, and so I can't pull up the full report from the Nebraska Accountability and Disclosure Commission, but uh, how much cash do you have in hand and how many unique donors have you received money from? Well, I've received uh, from a handful of donors, uh, not a lot. My, my kickoff campaign is March 7th, so I'm looking uh, forward to that and hoping that that helps. Um, but uh, so far, I'm, I'm funding a lot of it uh, myself, and uh, I've had uh, 
some family members come forward and uh, some people, some acquaintances that I know they've come forward. Uh, and uh, uh, so it's, it's kind of in the growth stage uh, so far. Um, I think uh, noises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it is. There's I'm never not, enough I'm support. No, I'm not a politician. This is my first rodeo, <laughs> so uh, I'm just getting involved in this. And I'll tell you, you know, asking people for money is hard for someone that's never done that before. And uh, uh, I'm learning. And uh, I know sometimes you just need to ask, and you need to ask the right people. Uh, and so I've, I've had some come forward and uh, uh, some say they're going to come forward and I'm looking forward to uh, whatever they can help uh, donate uh, <laughs> in my campaign. It's in our last five minutes, you know, before we get to uh, how people can uh, connect with you. I think it's always important just to know, you know, what are some of those, uh, if you had one or two big goals with what you know right now, if you had a magic wand, what would you like to see happen in our community? You know, Lincoln has been uh, just a great, safe city to live in. And uh, uh, and, I, and actually, uh, the police department right now, I think, is not the same police department that I work for just because of the, the manpower shortage uh, that they have. And uh, the, just the fact that... Uh, uh, they're taking sometimes over an hour to respond to calls for service uh, on a Friday, Saturday night, for crying out loud. And that creates an unsafe situation as well. And I think eventually you're going to have people that are going to be afraid uh, about even call or they won't call because uh, they know what the response time is going to be. So uh, we need to eliminate that and uh, return it to, to where it was uh, and become a responsive uh, uh, law enforcement agency for all citizens of Lincoln. Uh, at any time of the day, no matter if it's a weekend uh, or weekday, uh, whatever. Uh, so that's one thing that I hope to improve. Uh, I am uh, concerned about fiscal responsibility with the city and making sure that uh, we focus on uh, the real problems and uh, provide some real answers uh, for the citizens of Lincoln. And I think infrastructure is one of those problems um, that we have where uh, maybe the the, the uh, projects aren't being uh, picked quite appropriately, and maybe that's something that a, a, a citizen, a, a committee of citizens, could be involved with when it comes to picking out which project should be done first. Uh, that sort of thing. Uh, I believe in working with stakeholders, and uh, where uh, projects actually affect them, and I think that has to do with uh, where apartments go uh, in the city of Lincoln. I know some residents were concerned about uh, growth in some areas where we're maybe overpopulating with uh, apartment complexes. Um, so I think we need to take a look at that. Uh, but I do know that when everybody is making money, uh, the quality of life improves for everybody uh, with the citizens of Lincoln. And I think that's what I want to influence uh, a lot uh, as a, as a uh, city councilman. I want want everybody working. I want everybody try to keep everybody happy, but you know from your HR questions that uh, uh, it's impossible to make everybody happy uh, with uh, decisions. But uh, hopefully, we we hit the majority and uh, improve things for, for everyone. Tom, tell us about how people can learn more about you, connect with you if they'd like. You have a website. Yeah, I do have a website, and it's uh, pretty simple. It's a uh, Tom Duden dot com 
And uh, if they want to uh, email me, it's at tom at tomduden.com. Uh, so they can look at that. And there's also uh, on March 7th, uh, I'm doing a, a kickoff campaign meet and greet at uh, the Grotta uh, back room. That's uh, located at 70th and A clock tower uh, shopping area. And uh, they can attend that and uh, learn a little bit more about me. And uh, I'll get an opportunity to learn a little more about uh, the citizens of Lincoln at the same time. I'm also going to be going door to door. So uh, be prepared to uh, have me on your doorstep if you're on District 2 <laughs> because uh, I'm trying to hit every neighborhood and uh, I'd be glad to meet uh, with anybody. Uh, I'm also be glad to meet with any citizen, any uh, neighborhood group or organization uh, that wants to learn a little bit more about me uh, and my campaign and some of the ideas that I have to, to make uh, Lincoln a better city. Great. Tom, thank you so much for coming on the radio show. We appreciate it. Good luck to you, and we hope to have you back again sometime. You bet. Thank you very much. Appreciate meeting both of you. Very good. Thanks, our listeners, Kurt. thanks again for, yep, thank you. And so to our listeners, thanks again for listening to Our Street. Kurt and I will see you next week. Thanks.